he just didn't have the nerve to ask me or to have that conversation and I think maybe also part of the reason he didn't want to do that was because he would have to look at himself too or look at the things that I wanted him to change or maybe he wasn't willing to change you know what I mean mm-hmm. but we had a really 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 good time together um, and y'all had sex girl girl spill a damn tea and stop playing these games uh-uh, up in here with I these people not, I am not girl so- did you pop it for the for Mr. President I'm not that's that's a yes that, see when people be hesitant to answer the question, everybody. That's a goddamn yes. It so, is. Uh, I'm private about that. It don't sound like his PP had flaws. Funky, the people want to hear from you. Love thing, we got the love thing. Deep intense attraction. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Intense satisfaction, love thing, ooh, physical attraction, love thing, ooh, gotta work on my vocals a little bit. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Punky Johnson. And I'm Dicey. And you tuned in to Love Thing with me and my bestie, Dicey. We keep it real raw about all things love, sex, and relationships, and that means no holding and no sugarcoat. That's right. From one night stands to situationships, we've got tales from the bedroom to share and advice to give because we've been through all this shit. So we're here to help you navigate through yours. That's right. So sit back, relax, and get ready for the love thing. Yay! Punky, give us a rundown of today's show. Oh, I can't wait for today's show because I'm, ooh, man, we about to get deep up in here today, y'all. We talking about flaws, y'all, because we all got them. I want to talk about, like, how much do flaws affect your relationship? I want to talk about how much do flaws affect our relationship with ourselves. I think we should dig deep on it. I think we should go real deep. Like, what can you deal with with your partner? Can you deal with the flaw of laziness? Uh, can you deal with a vengeful bitch? Can you deal with someone who's narrow-minded? Mm. This is going to be a good one. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. And today we also got a TV love lounge and it's featuring a flawed ass character that we all love to hate. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, And we got a voicemail from a loyal listener who needs advice. So y'all need to stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Y'all need to stay tuned. So what's what's up? What you been doing this last week? Uh, You know what? You've been out of town Mm -hmm. and that's been great. 
I, uh, no, I'm just playing. I was so bored without you this week. Yeah. And when you walked in last night, I was just trying to act like I wasn't excited. I was braiding my hair like like usual. That, tell the world, Dicey, I'm fun AF. You're fun AF. I'm fun AF. Tell everybody how I wake up with joy in my heart. Oh, no. I come knock on your door. You're a drill sergeant, though. I say, hey, get up. We going to work out. Oh, <laughs> hey, get up. We taking shots. Oh, hey, get up. We smoking. Let's go. But when you open my door, I'm not allowed to close the door for the rest of the day, which no. is crazy. No, no closed door. The only time I'm allowed to close the door <laughs> is to use the restroom. And I just think that's crazy. You think it's crazy that I don't. You're I, a drill sergeant. Listen, everybody that's out there listening. I This is a flaw of mine. A flaw of mine is having full, complete control of my house. Ain't no closed <laughs> doors in my house. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you got a better job than me. I, I don't care. No closed doors in my house. You lucky I knock. But why are you like that? I don't know. My mother was always like that. My mother was always like, this my house. It go by my rules. Dice, I ain't even going to lie. Like, I'm taking it easy. Do you know that my mother don't like people walking in her house while she's sleeping? And I don't like it either. Yeah. And sometimes you be out till 2, 3 in the morning. I don't like knowing that my front door about to swing open while I'm in a bed sleep. I don't like that. But see, I'm taking it easy on you. You are taking it easy. If, you are if, if, that, if you call making me leave my doors open and we can see each other sitting in the bed. I could see into her room. She could see into mine and she'll still FaceTime me <laughs> as if we can't just see each other. I'm like, what are you? You are so ridiculous. We have established through this entire <laughs> season that I have my issues and I'm working with Nancy to fix them. I you, can't help myself. Anyway, I went to New Orleans. I was with family. I ate every piece of food in the world. I ate hot sauces. I ate roast beef. I ate shrimp. I ate a whole bunch of bread gumbo, crawfish, crabs, and a lot of people don't know New Orleans got fried ribs. You ate fried ribs. We went out and I ordered a batch of 24 of them. How many did you eat? I ate like 19. I gained like 15 pounds. I'ma lose it. I'ma lose it. And I also went to go see, he not my ex-boyfriend or whatever, but he a man that was in love with me when I was younger. Did you pop it for him? I never popped. No, I can't. That would break every dyke code in the I world. I mean, when you said you used to deal with him, he used to like I you. I dealt with him. Yes, I did, because he used to take me out. He used to buy me stuff. He'll pay a couple bills for me. He took me to steak night and lobster night all the time. He was a man that I truly believed I should have popped for it for him. But well, don't get mad at me for asking, because most, most women would pop it for somebody doing I'm not all most that, women, taking guys. you to lobster night. But listen, I have a I have a gay code to uphold. And as, and no matter how much he deserved it, I just couldn't do it. But I went to go see him. So wait a minute. You were in a, you used to enter. I don't know nothing about this. What period of your life was this where you were entertaining a dude and letting him take you to lobster and steak? Listen, I had just got out of my relationship with my at the time, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We was together for eight years. I was miserable. I was also broke. I had no money. I had a crappy job, which. You know, and he would come to the bar and he had these beautiful brown eyes and he would say, Jesse, that's my <laughs> biological name. He'll say, I love you, Jesse. Jesse, I think you're the prettiest thing <laughs> in the world, Jesse. And after you tell me I'm pretty so many times, I'm going to go out with you. And so I went out with the man. What would you wear to on a date? Would you? I would dress like this. He didn't. He knew me. So you, so y'all was sitting up looking like he was the true definition of accepting me, flaws and all. <laughs> you had your hat backwards and a flaws and a and sweatshirt all. sagging. I was not feminine at all, and he loved it. He just wanted me to be my authentic self. Hmm. Lord, I owe that man. You know what? I'm a pop it for him when I'm like 65, when my dyke stripes don't matter. 
Mm. That's when I'm going to do it. But this was like 2011, 2012. Mm. Interesting. I I I learned new stuff about you every day. I was dealing with everybody. Anyway, I went to go see him and he gave me all my fried ribs and some red beans and rice and some fried chicken and catfish. And I was like, thank you. You ate all of that over there? Yes. You are. Yeah, you did walk in looking fluffy yesterday. Yes. Your sweatshirt was fitting kind of tight. I don't understand how you, every time you go to New Orleans, you gain 10 pounds. Yes. Every single time. I'm glad I didn't come. Yeah. That's what New Orleans is, folks. That's what New Orleans is. Mm. And that's a big flaw of mine. I, I can't control my eating habits. But I'm working on it. Anyway, ain't nobody perfect, y'all. Ain't nobody perfect. So when you decide to begin a new relationship with someone, you are also choosing to accept their flaws and their imperfections because I feel like as much as we all think we are ain't none of us is perfect now let's kick it off and establish what flaws are now early in a couple episodes we talked about red flags Mm -hmm. right Dicey Mm -hmm. yeah can you give us an example of a red flag versus a flaw I think you'll have a better answer okay so for me a red flag is something that you can't work through it's something that that just makes somebody automatically not want to be with you a flaw is cute you know what I mean we can work through a flaw you know oh a flaw is like what you don't like is how somebody put their toilet paper on the roll Mm -hmm. that's that's a flaw you know a flaw is Oh, he listens to his music too loud in the mornings when I'm still trying to sleep. But but he enjoys listening to music while he shaves and stuff. We can, you know, work <laughs> past certain things. To me, that's a flaw. And the, a flaw, a red flag versus a flaw. I don't know if that if I'm explaining it right. Do you agree with that? Uh, No. Well, I mean, I know earlier on the red flag episode, I said that I don't have red flags and I never got to explain myself because every time I say that you just go crazy and you just start going off on me. But I really don't think that there's much that people don't want. I keep trying to tell people the more and more you say you don't have red flags is the biggest (laughs) red flag of them all. And you just refuse to understand that. To me, a red flag is a big deal breaker. A red flag is something that we see in someone when we first meet them. And in two or three years, we think that we could deal with it, but we can't. For example, the second you see an insecurity trait, you shouldn't ignore that. You should talk about it right then and there, establish where it comes from, what's the root of it, and let's try to work through it. I think that's a red flag if they can't get out of that and by the third year, you like you showed me okay. the you you showed me these uh, qualities when I first met you. It was a huge red flag. I ignored it because I liked you and the sex was good. Blah blah blah. And we're still here. I think that's like more of an example for a red flag for me. A flaw is like you know little knickknack, paddywhack that kind of grind your gears yeah. a little bit. Man, look. The bottom line is, <laughs> I just I really want to talk about flaws. Because I I know that a lot of people in these relationships, they fail to hold themselves accountable for the things that they do. And also, sometimes when they do hold themselves accountable, they just like, yeah, it is what it is. And you just going to take me or leave me. Now, I'm one of the people that know I have flaws. I understand that I have flaws. And you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So I'm setting my ways. So I'm the type of person that's going to be like, take it or leave it. Yeah. Especially the older we get, the more set in our ways we all become. And, you know, yeah. is your partner, do you think your partner's wrong for not wanting to change some of the things, that, you know, the older we get? Are they wrong? Has this has been working for them this whole time? Like, are they wrong listen, for not I wanting to change? It, listen, I think in this sense, it depends on the people in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I am setting my ways 
but I put it to you like this. I never really understood how to be in a relationship, if you want to be honest. But I didn't know. I didn't know how to be in a relationship until I got into a new one. Mm-hmm. Until the new person that I was with was like, she started actually breaking things down and explaining to me the things that I did wrong and expressing to me how they made her feel and also setting examples for me to do better and never expecting anything from me. She I just think told you just me said something important. She, she just told me what she needed instead of expecting me to understand what she needed. Whereas when I was in my marriage, we used to talk at each other and we didn't try to teach each other how to get out of our flaw, our flawish ways. So my wife never sat down and said, when you do this, it makes me feel like this. I would prefer if maybe you can do it like this and maybe we can work through it. But it was never like that. We just used to talk at each other's heads. And that was the type of toxic energy that I was in. And I stayed in it until I met someone new and taught me that, oh, the relationship don't have to go like this. We can actually talk through these things and have better responses with each other. Because that's a big flaw that I have. My responses to the way people make me angry is dramatic and big. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't have to be like that. Yeah, you don't. And usually I would say, I am the way I am. You have to get over it, bitch. This the way I talk. What you going to do about it? Leave me? You going to leave this? <laughs> you going to leave this? Well, go. Walk out the door. You be your ass right back. I ain't got to do all that. All I can simply say is, you know what? What you did, I felt hurt by it. Or what you did confused me a bit. And when I get confused, I get flustered. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to feel that way. Can you be a little bit more specific? And communicating with me. So that's a flaw that I'm actually working on with Linda, my therapist, mm-hmm. of how I respond to adversity and how I respond when people make me angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about you, Dicey? Have you ever lost a relationship because of flaws? Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Well, what about Mr. President? Oh, I just hate that you know all my business sometimes. No, no, speak on it, cause you be keeping your little, your little side pieces and relationships and all your little uh, entanglements a secret. You don't tell the people nothing. Okay, first, I'm sick of it. <laughs> what about what? Tell the people about him. Okay, Mr. President is maybe somebody that I've dealt with since my separation slash divorce. So you know, being out with you one night drunk at, at an SNL after party <laughs> is where I met him. And we just really hit it off. We stayed in touch. I just, I was very attracted to him. And so I told myself, you know what? I'm not going to answer the phone when he calls until I leave town because I just can't. And I I was leaving town like the next week or whatever. And I literally ignored like four calls from him. And on the last call, I think I might've been at the airport and I was like, it's safe for me to answer now. (laughs) But why you didn't want to answer? Because I just felt a connection there that maybe I was scared of. So, well, well, why do you call him Mr. President? Well, I call him Mr. President because I don't need people knowing his name. He's an actual politician, an elected official. Ooh. And um, yeah, you know, I just want to keep it ambiguous for, for both of our. Well, I mean, how not for look? my sake, but how he look? He fine? Yes. you. He is very fine. He's very fine. I talk uh-huh. about his head. Not his oral head. I'm, I apologize. Like, do he have a fade? Do he have a bush? Do he have waves? Is he bald head? Does no, he have a beard? No, you know what? Actually, he has hair to be in his 40s. He has a whole hairline. Really? Yeah. Not receding? No. I, I can't give you too many details. I don't need nobody looking him up, but he does have a full hairline. He got a six pack? Yes. He work out? Uh-huh. He vegan? 
Yes. Oh, that means he ain't got no strength, no energy. <laughs> no, that's not that true. That man needs some protein. That is not true. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right, all right. So what happened? So um, we kept in touch. Uh, and when I came back to New York, we started kicking it and stuff. When we were around each other, I just feel like certain things, you know, he he's looking for a partner. I'm looking for a partner. And I don't think that my stand-up career was really conducive to his political career what? or so or so he felt I don't know because I mean we had Donald Trump as a president like he was you know to me he put it into PC culture and to like um people just caring so much about what people say and and I don't know why because honestly I don't talk about sex I'm not a raunchy comic you know what I mean like most of the stuff I'm talking about is political or it's just my um you know, personal uh, views on being black, you know, a fly on the wall perspective is what I like to call my comedy. But I just feel like when I'd be on Instagram, he would see our stories together mm -hmm. sometimes. And, you know, we're always cussing each other out. And he just kind of didn't want me to cuss. He, he said certain things, but he wouldn't just tell me definitively, like, this is what I will and will not accept. Because honestly, I thought we were cool enough and I might have changed some things. I might have changed some of my set around. I might have, you know, done certain things differently not to embarrass him. So what you're saying, if, if he would have had a, 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 a more a deeper conversation with you. Yes. About your career. Yeah. And his career and where he wanted the relationship to go. Yes. Then you would have thought about changing your perspective or changing your comedy around a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, because I could do I could do clean comedy. You know, I mean, really, my comedy is it's racy is what my comedy is more than anything. It's not necessarily filthy. It's just racy. And it's, you know, just some of the things I'm saying, just the subject matter is I don't know. So it was well, too much for him. So. So, okay, going back to what we were saying, how how did the flaws affect this relationship? Yeah, he was, I mean, you know, just the selfishness, you know what I mean? Just like me having to change my entire comedy, my whole set, or just maybe my delivery or whatever to appease him in his agenda. He just didn't have the nerve to ask me or to have that conversation. And I think maybe also part of the reason he didn't want to do that was because he would have to look at himself too, or look at the things that I wanted him to change. And maybe he wasn't willing to change. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But we had a really, really, really good time together. Um, and y'all had sex. Girl, girl, spill a damn tea and stop playing these games uh -uh, up in here with I these people. Not, I am not. Girl, did you pop it for the, for Mr. President? I'm not. That's, that's a Yes. <sighs> That, see when people be hesitant to answer the question, everybody. That's a goddamn yes. It so, is. Uh, I'm private about that. It kind don't of sound stuff. like his pee pee had flaws. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, you know the selfishness kind of. Uh, I don't know. In the lack of communication, it just led me to just stop answering his text. And uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna know about some other flaws? No, I want to know before we get into <laughs> that. I, it it seems, you know, I, I love the consistency of what you putting out into the world of the Love Thing podcast, because it seems to me you just listed his flaws, but you didn't list any of yours. So you think that you were just a little Miss Perfect in this uh, little mini relationship? No. Would you like to express and explain to the people what your flaws were and what you are doing to do better in the future of your relationship? Well, I don't think that we got deep enough for me to talk about my flaws within me and his relationship. But in, in general, I can tell you some of my flaws. You know what? Just list one. Try to find something in your heart, Dicey. Your little perfect, flawless heart. Um, I procrastinate. A lot. 
you know, and I, it, it, procrastination almost into laziness sometimes. And it really pisses me off and about myself. And, and this last week while you were gone, I, I made a whole to-do list out of things that I was going to get done that week that you were gone. And I did most of them on there which I was very happy about, but it took so much energy. And I don't know, I think maybe I'm coming out of some kind of little depression or like, you know, just like, I don't know, you know, just like where, where is life going? You know, we all have those, those times in our lives where we kind of feel like that and it it could affect our day-to-day routine. So I would definitely say procrastination slash laziness is you know, one of my flaws. I'm so happy that you said you mentioned your flaws, but when I, you almost got through it without an excuse. You procrastinate, you lazy, you think you're going through a depression. I was, and I'm, I'm out of it. I'm saying I'm getting out of it and I'm doing better for myself and I'm setting goals and I'm, I'm making them happen. And what? You don't understand what I'm trying to say. You just can't have flaws. Now you got to have a reason. It's not a reason. You you lazy and you procrastinated because you was depressed. Now, wait a minute now. Yeah, yeah. Because you just sat here and said you was working out flaws with Miss Linda. Yeah. So I don't want to hear, like, I'm not allowed to work it out within myself and with my therapist. Dicey, that's not what I said. You can work it out, and I'm proud of you. I'm just saying, I just find it funny how, since you finally said something in a negative of your personality, you have a reason behind it. Now, look, I know you think I'm perfect, but let's just jump into um, some flaws that may affect other people's relationships. You ready? Yeah. Um, thriving on conflict, which I definitely think that this is you all day because you got to fight with everybody around you. You only have friends that you can fight with and cuss you out and then look at you like you're crazy. Um, You love drama. So anybody that's going to be with you or be your friend or any of that, they got to understand that you are going to pop off. You go off on me every single SNL after party on the way home. You we get into a huge fight and I'll have crab legs at my door the next morning or she or something because because of how you go off. off. Thriving on conflict. Get on with your little list. I just have to let them know how you do. Get on with your little list. Lacking knowledge or common sense. Not as you. I, 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 okay. I Not as you. No, 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 no. Explain how that's you. I might have a little issue uh, concentrating. And how I'm, many times you went the wrong way today off the train when we take the same route to get to the same place every single day? Only three. How many times I said, Dyson, where you going? Dyson, where you going? Three times. Dyson, where you going? Three times. Okay. Because when I'm with you, you're my Google Maps. I don't know where I'm going when I'm by myself, but I have the Google Maps right there to show me where I'm going. But you want to be the man, and so I let you lead. But this I'm friendship. not your man, Dyson. I know you're not my man. I need I'm, my brain. If when I'm with my woman, that's when my brain is on. You ain't my woman. I know. So guess what? Your brain need to be on, and my brain need to be on equally. Okay, so I'm going to turn on my Google Maps then next time I'm with you. Great. And then I'll know exactly where I'm going. I'm just not going to trust you anymore to like to, Fantastic. To lead, I'm to lead the way it. off the I'm train. I'm sick of thinking for a bitch that I ain't paying bills for. <sighs> Shut up. Next, a poor listener. Um, I can't relate to this because listening is definitely one of my strong points of, of, of a friendship. Do you, mm-hmm. Don't you think so? Yeah, Dyson, get on with your little list. No respect for boundaries. What does that mean to you? Look, I understand boundaries. I respect boundaries. I love boundaries. I don't like people in my space at all. You know I know boundaries. Next. Trust issues. Next. I got trust issues. I think, first of all, I don't think that's a flaw. 
point point blank period. Having trust issues? First of all, we trust every day. That's what everybody's sleeping on. We get on airplanes. That means we got to trust the pilot. Okay. We, we get on a road. That means we got to trust the people you're, around you're us. You're going too deep with it. I know I'm not. This, yes, you I are. I said we was going to get deep in this episode when it's first started. Trust issues. Trust can ruin issues. a relationship. Listen, trust issues, yes, they can. And I'm not saying that they can't. But trust issues come from a source. All we got to do is identify the root of that and we can get through that. Trust issues can be a flaw. But honestly, it's it's connected to something deeper. It could be connected to childhood trauma. It could be connected to some type of PTSD in the military. It could be connected to uh, a past relationship where you was getting cheated on just time and time again. It, trust can be fixed. A lot of these flaws are just embedded in you. Mm-hmm. Next, go on with your little list. Excessive pride. And I think this is you, too. Excessive what do you, pride. What are you talking about? You're not prideful. You said excessive. Explain the adjective. Okay, prideful. Maybe we won't use the adverb. Look, pride is an issue, okay? With me? With anybody in a relationship. But to me, being prideful is not being able to apologize. You saying I don't apologize? Yeah. Don't You know you have a problem apologizing. Dicey, if I ever do you something, I'd be like, you know what, bro, my fault. Don't do I not? Do you say that or do you show it through actions? I'm just asking. There's a whole bunch of different ways to apologize. That is, if I know you like crab legs, you're gonna have crab legs at your door. That's my way of saying I'm sorry. And usually, I'm not the type of person that can't apologize. Now, in my relationship, sometimes I could be, you know, a little prideful, but I do come to a conclusion sometimes that I'm wrong and I do apologize. Okay. Uh, is this the show of attack, Punky? This is not. A t- I'm not attacked. Why do you feel attacked? Because We're talking about. Look, this is. No, I got this list straight off of Google. I don't know why you feel attacked. Because every I think single that thing maybe you, you have some something. Where every single thing you say, you'd be like, this is you. This well, is you. So I had no no choice but to fight back when you said clueless and dumb. Well, do you know what? Maybe because I did pick certain flaws that I felt like we could talk about. Girl, what's that, the next one that you, you have. And last but certainly not least, um, lack of self-control or discipline. Okay. That 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 one pisses you off too when people don't have right. This is not just about me, right? This is about first of all everybody. This is about everybody, and I feel like a lot of people out there can definitely relate. There were a lot of things that you said on that list that I hope people heard and say, you know what? I do have a listening problem. You know what? I do. I am a little prideful sometimes. I, I hope you can listen to that and be like, look in the mirror and just take the steps that you can take to improve. On these flaws. That was beautiful. But we're not done talking about flaws. Okay. Okay. All right, y'all. Before we get to the next segment, we're going to take a little quick break and make some money. We be right back. If you're on a GLP-1, you're probably loving the results. But how do you feel? All of those side effects can take a toll. So now what? Get to GNC. We'll help with solutions to address those side effects and keep you going on your journey. GNC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
So now it's time for the TV Love Lounge. And on today's episode, we're looking at how Gabrielle Union struggled with her own flaws in her new Netflix film, The Perfect Find. Yes. For those out there listening, Gabrielle stars as Jenna, a 40-year-old magazine creative director who begins a secret love affair with 25-year-old Eric, who happens to be the son of her boss. But first, let me set up Gabrielle's Union character and some of her flaws. Now, the movie opens up with Gabrielle Union. She's in bed. She looks depressed. Obviously, you can see she's flustered, she's frustrated, and she's going through something. Mm-hmm. At, at the uh, the second minute of the movie, you see that she's living with her mother. Her mother then reveals that it's time for her to get back out on the market, basically saying that she had a very bad breakup. She's been hiding in her mother's home, and it's time for her to go back out into the world. So that is exactly what she does. She goes out with um, a couple of her friends where she meets this guy on a couch. Mm-hmm. They both a little bit kind of intoxicated and they share this kiss and then they vanish out of each other's lives. Then, out of the blue, all of a sudden, she goes into work, he walks in and she finds out that the be- the man she kissed is her boss's son. Yes. And now that you know a little bit about her, let me tell you about this relationship because that's when her flaws really, really started to pop up. Mm-hmm. One thing about dating someone younger to me, I feel like you'll see more of immaturity in the younger person. But to me, throughout the movie and, and the more it opened up, Gabrielle was the more immature one. She was also the more insecure one, which I do understand her insecurity with dating someone younger because I am dating someone that's 10 years younger than me and I do get very, very insecure. I'm secure within myself, but when I see a younger person Mm-hmm. that has a better body than me or, you know, just life of the party because I'm old and I'm boring now, I can tend to show some very insecure qualities. So I feel like that's something she can work through. Now, her immaturity, I'm going to call out a scene where she showed big-time immaturity. It's when Jenna and the guy, Eric, they go to this birthday party. Oh, she acted a fool. She acted a fool, right, Dicey? Oh. So y'all got to watch this movie if you haven't. For those of you who've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jenna goes to the birthday party. It's her friend's daughter's birthday party, and she's like a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And all of the ballerinas come to this party where... Eric's ex-girlfriend is the coach of all the little ballerinas. He didn't know she was going to be there. But when he sees her, he goes up there. Mind you, I forgot to say, Eric is a photographer. Mm -hmm. And he's there taking pictures of the little girls so they can have memories for the party. So while he's taking pictures of the girls, of course, he's taking pictures of his ex-girlfriend because she's the coach. Now, what I love about this movie, a lot of people don't understand. Gabrielle Union is a freaking comedian. She's, she's hilarious. Funny. She's hilarious. She's so funny. So while she's taking pictures of the ballerinas and, of course, the ex-girlfriend is, you know, she's in the pictures. The camera is zooming. I mean, it's punching in on her face. First it's a wide. Then it gets closer. <laughs> then it punches all the way in on every single feature of her face. And she is just livid. Yeah. She's like, oh, I could just see her right now. If she was talking out loud, oh, so you want to be with that bitch, huh? Oh, you and your little girlfriend over there, huh? I could just see it. And then she just gets up and she walks over there, interrupts their conversation, say, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Jenna. Hi, hi. And then he introduces her as his co-worker. Now she's lost her mind. Now, the ex-girlfriend walks off and they get to talking. You want to know what they talked about? What? Oh, I'm your co-worker? 
Oh, that's it? I'm your co-worker? But that's all she wanted to be in the first place, though. That's what she was... Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And my apologies for not setting it up. They had to have a secret love affair. She was so insecure about their age and dating someone so younger than her. She wanted to keep everything a secret. She didn't want anyone to know that they were dating each other. And the second that he followed her rule and accepted that boundary, she went nuts. Yeah. Because she had deeper feelings that she wasn't working through. Yes. Uh-huh. And he displayed a lot of maturity there. He did. And he walked away. Yeah. And I think that is one thing that broke the relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, two things. The, the, the insecurity um, and the immaturity. Yeah. I feel like she wasn't the only one immature. He was immature, too. And things kind of came to a head when... Um, Jenna and him were at his mom's house doing it on the on the couch. Now it was no sheet on the couch. I would have been real mad because she they need they they both of them were too immature to put a sheet on the couch. But whatever. So when the mom came in there and caught them in the act, and he cowered. You know he's you in there slinging D to a forty year old woman, and she's loving it obviously. And yet when your mom comes in the room you just like become this little reclusive, like uh, you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, accept the fact that you're in love with her too. And you don't want to stand up for y'all's relationship in front of your mother. I was upset at that too, because he was so strongly, he was strongly upset that she wanted to keep it a secret. And then when his mother walked in, he really did yeah. shut down. And she openly said, they both, it was so funny because she, she's a 40 year old woman and she was sitting there like a six year old, like, like, like a 16 year old who just got caught. She was like, it was there. her mama. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She was just sitting up there. But what, what really made me mad about him because I loved him throughout the whole movie up until this point when she sat up there and was like, look, I'm sorry. This is what it is. I really, really did fall in love with your son. And he just looked that. I think that's the part where I was like, okay, I'm turning my back on this character right now because he should have stood up for this woman. Yeah, he should have. Definitely. But again, he's only 25. I'm sure this was his first time getting caught sleeping with anybody at his mom's house. You know, the way he acted, much less a 40 year old woman that his mom has been knowing for years through her industry. Like, I don't know. That was very deep. Um, That was a very uncomfortable moment. And I was like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. Interesting. Um. You know, the reason why we wanted to use this movie in this flaw episode, because they actually worked through their flaws. Yeah. You know, you you see both of their issues. You see both of their problems. They took a little break after the mother caught them. They had some time to recharge. They had some time to reset. And then towards the end of the movie, they got back together. Um, I think one of the reasons why they did get back together was because she was pregnant. Right. Um, The baby had a lot to do with them working through their relationship and and them wanting to be with each other. But I thought that what was very important was the guy's mother kind of gave them the space to get back together. The guy's mother went to Jenna's house and said, listen, this is what happened to me when I was younger. My parents could not stand uh, uh, Eric's father. And I, I don't want to be the next generation to do that. Right. So we're going to we're going to cut that generational curse. We're going to start off. We're going to be a family. I know me and you can't stand each other, but we're going to have to figure out how to work it out because you have my grandson. Mm-hmm. So I think that gave them the space to even want to get through their flaws. And sometimes I think we all need that push to yeah. figure it out. Well, we all need to just get pregnant then, huh? And then oh, God, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I said we need the push, not the pregnancy. We'll push pregnant. Uh-uh. 
Why you gotta always <laughs> just can't never have a vulnerable <laughs> moment, Dicey? I don't like it. It makes me feel you, all icky inside. Be icky, Dicey. No. You gotta be single for the rest of your life. Why be would you icky. say that? Be icky. Take it back. I'm not taking it back. Okay, fine then, bitch. Don't take it back. <laughs> However, I would like to say that I think some of the takeaways from that movie in terms of accepting each other's flaws are they both had big hurdles to get over their age both of them you know like the fact that he's with an older woman and the fact that she's with a younger man like that's just you know I don't know that that's definitely something to get over well I take away this I feel like a lot of people a lot of people don't want to do this to to save a relationship but space is very important sometimes a breakup is not really a breakup sometimes it's just space for you to just reset and process everything that happened because sometimes when you just on your own you do the work Sometimes you don't even know you're doing the work, but you're doing the work because you're constantly thinking about what went wrong. You're constantly thinking about what you could have done better. And you're constantly thinking about, okay, do can I live with this person or can I live without this person? And I think you come to the conclusion of, yes, this is the person that I want. Yes, this is my flaw. That's his flaw. Now I know how to flush it all out. Now I know how to go to this person now that I have flushed all of my feelings out internally. Now I know how to go to him, apologize, and make the steps to where we can have a better relationship. That was beautiful. You know what? You should have an advice podcast about love. <laughs> I would have to give all the credit to, to, to Linda. Okay. She teaches me. She's doing a good job. And it's time to get to the reason we're all here. It's time to take some calls. Punky, you ready to hear from our caller today? Yeah. All right. So today we're going to play a little voicemail from one of our loyal fans who's in a long distance dilemma. Uh, play the clip. Hi, Dicey and Punky. Um, I have a question. So I'm my name is Joseph. I'm 27 years old. I've been in a relationship for about four years and currently live in San Diego. For the last two years, it has been a long distance relationship because my partner has moved away to the south. And I'm wondering how to navigate this difficult time in our relationship because I feel like the goalposts keep moving on when we'll actually live in the same city again. So any advice that you guys have, it will be really helpful. Hmm. Punky, you know a little something about being in a LDR or a long distance relationship. What do you think about this? Okay, um, first of all, I'm the queen of long-distance relationships. I love them. <laughs> Listen, I'm the queen of long-distance. I love long-distance relationships. Maybe because I got PTSD from my marriage because my wife was a housewife. I would never throw no shade on her name. But the truth of the matter, the fact of the matter is she was a housewife. An unplanned <laughs> housewife, by the way, because ain't nobody tell her not to go to work. <laughs> she just looked at me one day and was like, I ain't going to work. I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess that's what it is. We together now, so I got to deal with this shit. So she stayed in the house all the time, and that I I never got peace. I never got a second in the house alone. I always heard footsteps. I always heard a glass break. I always heard doors close. I always heard the refrigerator open. Mm -hmm. I always heard the television when I didn't want to hear the television. I never got a second alone. So I like long-distance relationships. I like seeing you for a week, leaving and missing you. I love that. Now... The thing about long distance relationships, they can be a very, they can be challenging. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you're not seeing your person all the time. You're missing your person all the time. Um, They got times when your person could go missing. Yeah. You know. And my whole thing with me in a long distance relationship, well, I just wonder, like, when they when he says the 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 goalpost keeps moving or whatever for them to um to to move to the same place but how do you go about selecting which city you're going to go to i the cities we live in it's los angeles and it's new york it's the mm-hmm. it's the crunkest cities mm-hmm. in the country okay like i'm not moving to north carolina to be with you i'm not moving to <laughs> alabama to be with you to a place like that right. like i'm not i'm not doing that so like i wonder how they're deciding on uh, um, and also in my case, if I'm dating a guy, for instance, that lives in North Carolina and then all of a sudden he says, OK, I'll come move where you are. And no, because you've been in North Carolina. You're not moving with me to New York where all these bitches is everywhere. And like you've never been in a place where you see a dope bitch walking down the street every 10 seconds. Like, no, that's not going to work out either. You're not coming with me to L.A. where, you know, it's uh, so full disclaimer. Dicey not trying to insult the women in North Carolina, um, <laughs> even though that's exactly what she said. That's not what she meant. No, I'm talking about what works for me. And, we're, you know, we're, I'm just saying that we're talking about me, right? I don't think you heard what you said. You oh. said you're not about to be living in North Carolina and then come to New York where they got a bunch of bad bitches. Basically, oh. I received that as they don't have bad bitches in North no, Carolina. No, they do, but it's just not as many. It's not as many people there. That's that's what I meant. But I, I was literally not trying to say that because it's a bunch of. That's why I said full disclaimer. Yeah, full Another, disclaimer. Another like, thing about long distance relationships, the thing that'll make me say, okay, cool, let's move in with each other, but then I'll instantly regret it is the sex because I'm a horny toad. Okay. I, I, I'm a nymph. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get, I, I gotta, I gotta, I, I be horn. <laughs> I'm a hornball man. And that's something that'll make me say, okay, let's move in together. Let's see each other every day. But the second out of get me, I'm like, damn, why I told this bitch to move up in here? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be upset. So, it, it's listen, long distance is just, I mean, it's a challenge. I think it depends on the people. Yeah. I just, just going back on what the caller uh, said, he says that the goalpost for when they supposed to move in together, it just get, keeps getting pushed back. I can only imagine how he feel. It's kind of like having that anticipation and just overly excited about being with your partner. Like, okay, cool. Um, in January, we're going to move in together. But now it's November, and you're telling me it could be a little bit longer. And it, that could be very, very, very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's also like you got to change your schedule because maybe you were in preparation to be somewhere in January, and now that's not going to stick. So mm-hmm. now you might have to go get your job back or you might have to talk to your landlord and say, yeah, I thought it was going to be January and now it's not. Or the landlord might be like, now nah, you put your notice in, somebody coming. Nah, it's just a big miss. It's just a big inconvenient step of when the goalposts keep getting pushed back. I'm the type of person, I'm a date person. If you tell me this the date, that's the date. Yeah. Ain't no getting pushed back. Well, I would love to ask him, you know, what is the reasoning behind the post that keeps moving? Is it is it the other person's job? Like, you know, did he not get the transfer or the, is the transfer not going to come through until this certain time? Like, I feel like there's other reasons, you know, if if his if his person keeps moving the 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 date back and back. I'm like, it's kind of like, should I trust you? Are you trustworthy? Like, 
like is the next date the date is the next date gonna be the date that we're gonna you know because yeah and ain't nobody getting younger you know and years just keep going by so fast it'll be new year's you know it's it's a new year already like come on we don't have all this time to waste and i gotta get i gotta worry about getting this electricity switched over like <laughs> what you know come on joseph i think there's just like a series of questions you may need to ask yourself and your partner you know what i changed my mind joseph there's one damn question to ask it's called uh is this gonna be the date because this got to be the date because the goalposts keep being pushed back and yeah. I need to know exactly what's going on because every time it gets pushed back, you are disrupting my life. And that ain't fair, bro. Yeah, it's not fair. And I understand that a lot of these circumstances can not be in your control, but that's still disrupting my life. Right. So we need to figure out how we going to move forward. That benefits the both of us, because right now I'm the one who's getting the shitty under the stick. And it doesn't look like the goalpost being pushed back. It doesn't look like it's bothering you at all. Yeah. And that's a big problem for me. So bump the series of questions, because I feel like at that point, it's just beating around the bush. And at that point, we just beating a, a dead dog. Yeah, Joseph. What I would do is I would get him to commit to another date. And if that and then let him know what's going to happen if it doesn't happen by that date. I'm back out in these streets. I, I have to tell you that I don't agree with that Why? because I have come to in, in my relationships now. I do not think threats. That is a threat to me. I do not like I get it. I think that sometimes you got to put your foot down. But I think putting your foot down and making a threat are two different things. I don't think you have to say something like, yo, if this don't happen by this date, I'm out. I think you could say something like, yo, things keep getting pushed back. If this doesn't happen by this date, I just want to let you know it's going to make me feel A, B, and C. And then maybe talking to that person like that, they can open up and accept what you're saying. Because once I feel like you threatening me, it's not going to draw me into helping you feel better. So if I said, okay... This is I, th when you when you keep moving the, the the goalpost back, it makes me feel like I'm about to be back in these streets. I don't think you say it. Yes. Yes. Dicey. OK. And, 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 and putting it in layman's <laughs> thought term. <laughs> yes. That's what you're supposed to say. It's but the same thing. Listen, I've I've always said throughout this Love Thing podcast series that I believe in full transparency. So. You, I think you can do that without directly threatening him. And, and, and first of all, let's be honest. Joseph, you're not going nowhere. You know you're not going nowhere. How, no, he sounds like he's ready to go. It does not sound like he's ready to go. It sounds like he wants to move forward. But it sounds like if it doesn't move, if it's not going to move forward, he's ready to go. That's not what it sounds yes, like. Yes, it to is. Me. It that, sounds to me, like that's he what wants, it sounds like. It sounds like he wants answers and he wants a conclusion. It doesn't sound like he wants to leave his man. Point blank, period. Of Who course he doesn't want to leave, but he wants a life. He He's ready to move forward with his life in a partnership. And so if this is not the partnership for him, if this guy is not going to be his partner, then he's ready to move on. And I don't think that's threatening anybody. That's just telling you what I'm going to do. I do see what you're saying. And I guess I know if I meet somebody that I really am into and they are half across the country or whatever, I just want it to happen as soon as possible. And, you know... But also, yeah, we pushing the agenda of the goalposts keep going back and when are we going to do it? But also the other side of it is long distance can actually work. 
It can actually work if two people are on board. You got your schedules. You got your calendars. You you every day is consistent with the way you communicate with each other. And you have set times when you see each other. I think long distance relationships can actually work. I think that you can make a plan. Things fall through and you can completely go back and just and say, "Okay, cool. This was the date where we were going to move in. Things got a little crazy at work. I don't think it's going to work, but I would like to do the long distance relationship. So let's find out on the other side how we can make it work this way, because I don't want to lose this relationship. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live with a person. I guess it depends on the people. Now, if he if he's push, if Joseph, if you pushing the issue and that's what you really want to do, then I think you need to start finding some reasons as to why it's not happening. But also, if you don't want to push that person, because sometimes if you push me, I feel like I'm in a box and that makes me run. So also, if you don't want to push them too much, I will fall back just a little bit. To, to make sure you still getting the things that you need and it's fair to both parties and say, okay, cool. How can we make this long distance thing work? You know what? I kind of agree with you. Um, I would also just like to say or add to this, Joseph, that maybe you should also figure out some other things, some other milestones y'all need to hit before those that date comes, which could be, okay, let's go ahead and figure out this lease situation. Let's let's agree on a place. Let's sign a lease. That's a big that's a big step right there. Let's figure out who's paying this internet bill and who's buying the groceries and who you know, let, let let's literally start um, moving in into the direction of actually living together and yeah let's get on zillow together let's exchange uh zillow posts what do you feel about this let's jump on craigslist yeah (laughs) let's figure (laughs) out what are we gonna have brand new furniture in the kitchen or are we gonna do facebook marketplace are we am i moving into the place you're living in or is we gonna get a new place and are we getting a new bed because yes we are getting a new bed i agree joseph we know there's a lot of things that's going on with you uh, Won't you, you give us a call back? Won't you keep us posted on what's going on? We want to give the listeners an update soon. All right, Joseph. We hope that was helpful. Um, if you're experiencing trouble in your marriage, you need help navigating the ins and outs of dating, or if you wonder if your relationship is worth saving, give Punky's line a ring at speak-to.us slash lovethingpod to submit your questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get into this punky tripping. Look, I know y'all be giving y'all advice, but you know what? I could dish it and I could take it. So we about to jump into this punky tripping. What's happening? Okay, tell us what's going on. I'm so excited to get this out, by the way. Everybody going to agree with me. No, they're not. <laughs> look, 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 look. This is punky tripping. Today we talk about something Dicey did that pissed me off, y'all. <laughs> it made me so mad, bro. So I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking, right? I got all my onions in the pot. I got my garlic in the pot. All my veggies is all flavor in that pot. I remove all of that out the pot. Then I'm just sitting in the pot just on the stove. So now I'm just sitting down. I'm chilling. I'm about to start cooking in that pot again. I get a call from work. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, damn, Dicey, I got to go to work. She's like, right now? I'm like, yeah, I think I got to go right now. So as I'm sitting down and I'm getting through like talking to work, what I got to come in, what I got to put on, where I got to be. I turn around and Dicey done cleaned my pot. The, she cleaned my pot. It was a pot that I left on the stove to use it again. It was a flavor pot. Oh, my whole thing is how do I know that you're about to use it again? You just got a call from work. It's other dirty ass pots on the, on the, uh, 
on the stove. There was no I'm, other dirty pot. It was another dirty I put pot. The, I put the. If they had a pot on the stove, it had food in it. The other pot that I used, I put it in a goddamn sink, Dicey. I was going to use that pot. And it's not the fact that you washed the pot. It's the fact that you sitting up there saying, well, how was I supposed to know? You should have asked. I should you ask to asked. wash a dirty pot. It's not a dirty pot. It's, it's a, a dirty pot. It's a flavor pot. on it. Okay, so look. It's a flavor pot, Not Dicey. only did she cuss me out for using her flavor pot, she, before I could even understand what's going on, she's red. She done called all her her cousins in New Orleans. She got all her cousins on the phone. Bitch, Dyson, Dyson, Dyson and wash my flavor pot, bitch. Oh, Lord. And everybody's, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Not the flavor pot. Oh, no, she didn't, girl. She did not wash your flavor. Why did I you? I was so. I, I appreciate you for cleaning the kitchen. I appreciate you for doing all of that stuff. I get it. But you, if the pot is on the stove, it's going to get used. I had a piece of meat sitting next to that pot. It wasn't sitting next to the pot. Your meat was sitting by the, the sink. The fucking... Girl, see how you got me cussing? The meat was out. And the, the thing is, it's just a regular skillet that's stick. It ain't even nonstick. It's just a regular skillet. It, I could understand if it was a cast iron skillet on, and I and I scrubbed your cast iron skillet. This is a pot. You are about to go to work. I am a cleanly bitch, and I was just cleaning up because you were leaving anyway. But dicey, this is and this I didn't know I needed to ask to clean a dirty ass pot, and I do now. Now I don't even wash pots. You wash the pots now. Dicey, I think, see, this is the problem with Libras, everybody. This is the problem that we, we, I be trying to get you to understand, Dicey. At the end of the day, it's about the principle. It's not about the pot. It's about the fact that you didn't say, bitch, you want me to wash this dirty ass pot? Because if you thought it was dirty, you could have said something. I understand you sitting up here playing a victim because you sitting up there in your mind, you saying, I was just trying to help out. But sometimes people be trying to help out and they actually do the wrong thing. But since you think you was trying to help out, you don't think I have a right to be in these feelings. You don't think I have a right. You don't think my point is valid. I think your point is valid. I oh, think all of I a think you think my no, point is it's, valid. It's valid, but you call all your cousins cooking dirty ass flavor pots too in New Orleans and, and you had everybody going off Yo. on me. Oh Lord, Dyson. Oh Lord. All right, Dyson, all right. wash your flavor pot. At the end of the day, you know how I keep the kitchen. At the end of the day, you know I'm not gonna keep no pot on the stove. You know I don't do that. If the pot on the stove, I'm gonna use the pot. And it wasn't a dirty pot. Stop making people think I'm dirty. At the end of the day, it was onions and garlic and bell pepper up in that pot. And I was about to use the flavor that the onion and garlic and bell pepper built to cook my goddamn chicken in it. And I just needed a damn second. You washed my pot of flavor. Okay, so the flavor pot, I asked you, are you leaving right now? And you said yes. It don't matter. I said that and then you should have asked if I wanted my flavor. But what if I still wanted that pot on the stove when I got home at two o'clock in the morning? I don't, you don't even know if you were going to come home at two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you don't come home from there till six, seven in the morning. Stop you telling my gonna, business. You still going to cook out of that dirty flavor pot? Okay, look, y'all, let's just get to the criteria. Let's dead this. It's no nitty even going back and forth. Did you get loud? Yes, you got loud. All your cousins got loud with me. You don't wash a flavor pot. Whatever. Uh... So you got loud. You were wrong. Did you call me out of my name? Yes, you did several times. You called three of your cousins back to back to back. How many times? Cuss me out. They get it. 
I just want everybody to know how they ganged up. Everybody in New Orleans, all the wards was against me. From first to 12th ward, they was all, they all I, I cooking flavor pot. A, and I didn't, so, okay. I just can't believe you from the South and you Whatever. don't know what a flavor pot is. You you call me out my name. You were wrong for that. And finally, would your dad be proud of how you handled your this? Your damn skipper, he would be proud. Because everybody know, especially in the South, you don't wash pots that got flavor in it. You, Dicey be sitting up here talking about, she, I can't believe Dicey said she don't know what a flavor pot is. Mind you, it's not a flavor pot. It was a pot that had a whole bunch of flavor in it to be specific. And Dicey's talking about she don't know about none of that. Guess who don't know about that? White women. No. Oh, don't you? you that, that you display you white call, woman energy. You calling energy. me a white woman? You display white woman energy. No, because a flavor pot to me is a cast iron skillet and not, not a, a, a stick skillet. Everything stick to the skillet. You know what? You want to flip it on me? I'm going to flip it on you. Everybody that's out there listening <laughs> was dicey tripping for not asking me if I was going to use that pot or not because I think that's the more common sense thing to do is ask. Yeah, you thought you was trying to do something nice, but you didn't ask. Now, I could see if I spilt a bunch of freaking raisins on the floor and you swept it, bet, sweep it. You know what? Punky was tripping. You, it was, it was two out of the three you failed you was tripping i would still love to see what y'all think about this flavor pot oh lord oh lord not my flavor pot we'll see what the people gotta say sorry i washed your flavor pot whatever whatever i I i'm sorry i I washed your flavor pot anyway y'all let us know how y'all feel i appreciate y'all for listening to that foolishness dicey ain't shit (laughs) anyway you've been listening to the love thing podcast with punky johnson and dicey tune in every week to listen to us talk that talk about love that's right punky and i are just a click away at speak dash to dot us slash love thing pod share your questions and we'll provide our take on what's going on in your love life Love Thing is a serious XM and LOL radio production. It's hosted by me, Punky Johnson. And me, Dicey. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, Eric Wild, and Leslie Guam. We're produced by Elise Ellis and engineered by Marcus Hahn. Love Thing.